Ladies and gentlemen, two girls, two boys, a phenomenon in pop music. ABBA. Hello and welcome to this episode of Like a Magic Spell, the podcast which aims to unlock the joy of ABBA one song at a time. Thank you so much to everyone who downloaded the first full episode last week in which we talked about Super Trooper and The Winner Takes It All. It's been really lovely to read your messages. Thank you so much for commenting and letting me know how much you enjoyed it. I just hope we can keep the standard up. Um, I'm quietly confident that we can. A reminder, if you want to get in touch, we are at Like A Magic Spell on Instagram and we are Like A Magic Spell at gmail.com. We're going to get straight into this episode. So we are going through Super Trooper. So we are now on to tracks three and four from the original release of the album. That is on and on and on, and Andante Andante. My guest for this week is journalist and ABBA fan and the person responsible for the music on this podcast, Ian Jones. Well, here's a first fact for you. The song that was at number one when I was born was an ABBA song. Fantastic. Um, Mamma Mia, it was. This is destiny. (laughs) I think it's only been in the last 10 years or so that I've properly listened to them and appreciated them investigating the albums reading up on the band how the songs were made all those sorts of things and just appreciating for the first time the variety of songs that they did and the incredible talent that they had i always remember uh, when i was a student at university in the mid 1990s how a dancing queen would be played at discos in my halls of residence it was the only abba song which was ever played but everybody knew it mm-hmm. And it was fascinating how, well, it was always guaranteed to get people onto the dance floor. And yet, looking around the room, I can't imagine that everyone in that room had the same interest in or enthusiasm for the band. And yet it was a shared knowledge about that, which I think it suggests even back then the band were already part of the public consciousness. And I'm guessing also maybe an age thing as well. If you were of that age... Our age, I suppose, if you forgive me saying, um, (laughs) uh, born in the 1970s. You probably grew up in in, in a situation where perhaps you didn't know it, but through friends and family, you absorbed these songs. It's like a sort of osmosis, wasn't it? They were just around in the ether. It's just gone into our very young sponge of brains kind of thing. Yes, and it wasn't until we were adults, or or quite a bit older, that um, that through those pores, out seeped all this residual abanoise. It's not a very pleasant image, is it? But uh, <laughs> We've got to seeping already. Yes, I'm afraid there's been some seepage. Today we are talking about On and On and On and Andante Andante from the Super Trooper album. So with On and On and On, let's start with some song facts, as we always do. So this is the third track off the Super Trooper album. It was released as a single in Argentina, Australia, Canada, France, Japan and the US. It was the last ABBA single to reach the Australian top 10. Even the new singles that came out a couple of years ago barely scratched the top 40. And I think it's quite emblematic of the big turnaround in fortune, ABBA's fortunes in Australia. In 1977, it was just absolute fever pitch, wasn't it? And then here we are, barely three years later, and they're not even scratching the top 10. So I think there's there's perhaps a whole other podcast about ABBA on Australia and their fortunes. 
On and On and On was one of two songs that were written on Bjorn and Benny's Barbados songwriting trip in January 1980. They escaped the Stockholm winter to kind of just go and thrash out some ideas. While Benny and Bjorn were in Barbados writing those songs, Agneta and Anifred were back in Stockholm and they were actually recording Spanish language versions of their previous songs because it was part of Stig Anderson's kind of big plan to conquer Latin America and conquer those big markets there. So while the boys were off in Barbados, the girls were in the studio working, working, of course, (laughs) in the the long winter nights in Stockholm. On and On and On is notable for its Beach Boys style falsetto backing vocals provided by Benny, which you can hear if you listen very carefully in the chorus. On and On and On was one of four songs that ABBA recorded for a West German TV show, a show called Show Express. This is quite interesting as well. So it was supposed to be done in West Germany, but there was a kidnap threat. So ZDF, Z, look at me oh, with, yeah, my, with, my Ger- with German pronunciation, ZDF, they basically moved the whole set from West Germany to Stockholm and then ABBA performed it on a, a live satellite link-up. You remember back in the 80s when live Goodness. satellite link-ups yeah. were, were the thing? Exciting. ABBA had been due to go to London to record another Mike Yarwood Christmas special. They'd been due to go to Paris to do a French TV special, but because of this kidnap threat... A kidnap threat against them? Yeah. I mean, it's quite a sort of 70s, 80s thing, isn't it? Like a, a kid, Oh, absolutely. A, a kidnap threat. Yeah. If we talk about the song itself, on and on and on, I think, and I've written this in my notes, this has got album track written all over it. Do you agree? Yes, I do. And it's interesting that I've written something very similar in my notes Have about you? this song. Yes. There's a few reasons why. It works perfectly at this point in the album I think because let's think about where we are we've had two enormous hit singles the title track and then the winner takes it all yeah songs on a large scale custom built to be massive hits yeah how do you follow them on an album absolutely by doing something completely different which is exactly what this is it's an abrupt change both in terms of the the music the sound the way it's sung the lyrics but that's exactly what you need at this point, as I think is true of the song that follows it as well. It just demonstrates the very fine-tuned pop sensibilities of Bjorn and Benny. It's a bit of a strange song as well. It's not a particularly relatable subject, is it? Not exactly something you can probably relate to. Well, I wondered whether this was the first ABBA song that they'd done about being in ABBA, about being in a wealthy and glamorous pop group. Super Trooper itself well, is a little about that, isn't it? I was going to say, so in the discussion that Sinead Garvin and I had about uh, Super Trooper, we talked about this, about how it's not a particularly relatable set of circumstances which, you know, Joe Public can identify, you know, isn't it terrible being on stage or, you know, facing 20,000 of your friends? You know, we've all been there, have we? You know? It feels like it's an exaggerated version and written probably a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. One of the things that struck me is that this doesn't have the care and the detail and the poise in the delivery that something like The Winner Takes It All has. Mm. This is sung in a rather offhand way. Yeah. You can imagine they probably only took one or two takes to do it, because it's quite a robustious sort of song and doesn't need a lot of precision in the way it's sung. It's a very straightforward song Mm. musically, which again is quite a change from the first two songs on the album. This one only has about three chords in it, for instance. So harmonically as well as melodically... I've got my musician's hat on here. I'm glad you brought it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, again, it's it's a pivot from what we heard in the last two songs, but a pivot towards something that still works on its own terms has a very simple pop rock, up-tempo number 
with a, a catchy tune, mm. as most of them are where ABBA's concerned, sung in a very upbeat and up-tempo way. There are definitely two halves to the song, which is the, the section around, you know, I met a minister of state, you know, darker nights ahead, it's verging on the dark. And then the second section is is all about the singer just flirting with someone and asking that, that eternal question, who am I and who are you and who are we, you know? <laughs> Well, that always makes me laugh that bit because um, it's spoken, isn't it? That bit rather yeah. than sung, um, which makes it just sound even more flippant and offhand. Yeah, she puts a bit of acting into it. She goes, who are you and who are we? You expect nothing less. <laughs> One of the things that really strikes me about this song is what happens in the very first few bars. We've just left a sound world in The Winner Takes It All mm. that's almost operatic, extremely emotional and full of feeling and sincerity and then suddenly you're plunged headlong into an extremely different sound world with this blast this fanfare on the synthesizer which in terms of where we are in ABBA's catalogue I think it's quite an alien sound we're into the era when they were starting to use synthesizers a lot more but rarely at this point had you heard them used in such a blatant way with these sort of almost honking sounds But that works entirely in the song's favour because it signals, again, here we are, we're in a very different place now and brace yourself for this. (laughs) I think that's absolutely right. And I think Super Trooper is essentially their first proper synthesizer album. It just goes to show how their musical evolution in such a short space of time, this is the start of their synth era, which will dominate the next couple of albums. There's lots you can talk about ABBA in parallel with the Beatles as twin examples of a band evolving in real time through embracing what is already available in terms of technology and trends, but also then in turn shaping those trends and leading trends. It's a very complex, fascinating story to try and unpick. Both of these pairs of songwriters have this extraordinary ability to both reflect and shape the world through which they moved. And that is evident in the sounds of the albums and the sounds of the songs, which we now look back on as being of their time and and being very much redolent of a particular year. Mm. But if you were living through them at that time, you wouldn't have known that this was going to be the sound of 1980 or the sound of 1967 for the Beatles. It's just something that, that is endlessly fascinating and endlessly admirable about songwriters like Benny and Bjorn. The music video for On and On and On, which is what I have to call it now because so I can pronounce it, a um, bit of a strange fish, isn't it? I think video is pushing it a bit. It's a, <laughs> it's a collection of... It's a slideshow. Yes, it's a slideshow set to music. And not even images of the band from when they were making and, and recording this song and the album. They looked to me like they were slightly older from when they were on tour, which I'm guessing would be 79. Or- yeah, so it's a montage of photos from a 1979 Las Vegas concert. Ah, OK. But weirdly, we've just watched this and it Frida's in an Arsenal top. So I don't quite know. You can imagine if she was doing it in London. But, you know, if she's in Las Vegas, surely it's the Las Vegas munchkins or whatever their local maybe she's been misinformed she said now put put this on (laughs) this is they're they're very big in las vegas um so some of the youtube comments obviously youtube comments are always worth looking at abba fan 1972 says a truly wonderful song from a truly wonderful album 
fair enough. I can't disagree with that. Well, I perhaps disagree with the truly wonderful song. Sabraham Lincoln says there's a bouncy staccato quality about this song, which is akin to a very popular sector of Quebecois pop that is still going strong today. On and on and on must have been massive in Montreal in the 1980s. <laughs> Terry Baker, 8156, says my mother went to school with Agnetta, which, I'm sorry, Terry, that's a lie. Well, yeah, how do you verify that? I once loved too much, or to give them their full title, I underscore once underscore loved underscore too underscore much, says the beats in this song could make a dead guy dance. Like, no kidding. Who can resist dancing to this gem of a classic? Well, I think I can, to be honest. (laughs) That's quite uh, strong stuff, making a dead man dance. (laughs) Maybe Abra got supernatural powers. Let's summarise any other business. What do you think of it as a, as a, as a song? I will say that um, rarely has a song been so aptly named. <laughs> it does go on and on and on a bit. Although, in its defence, I would say that it's obviously be conceived with that in mind because both lyrically and musically, it's dealing with a sort of relentless, hedonistic lifestyle, which can go on and on and on i suppose if you are in the eye of that storm it does feel like it and so what better way to represent that than do something which does have a very relentless driving repetitive beat to it and is based on this this core sequence this, that just go round and round in circles i should have said actually it's very unusual in the absence of variation in yeah, the song yeah there's no middle eight no. for instance the verse and chorus are almost identical in terms of the chords that they're using. I, I agree. I think it goes on and on and on far too long. And I've actually written in my notes. I put on and 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 on. It's okay, I think. As I said before, I think it's got album track written all over it. I think in terms of the context of the album, yes, you need a change. You need, you need variation. And I think that's... It's fine. I think it does its job, I think. Marks out of ten, I'm going to force you on this oh, one. Oh, crikey. I'd probably give it six abbas out of ten. <laughs> okay, that's, well, that's, a, that's a good score, I think. Six. Well, I personally think that when you get... By the time you've got to this point in Abba's career, I don't think there's really a song that drops below five out of ten. I have the view that Abba are one of those bands, and there are a few others, where if you look at the course of their career... Each album is sequentially better, and their last album, Visitors, um, is their best. And this album, we're talking about Super Trooper, is their second best. So we're moving on now to Andante Andante. A few song facts to start with. I've written possibly ABBA's sauciest song. It's either about someone who's wanting their lover to go a little bit slower, or a more literal interpretation is about uh, someone wanting just to play a musical instrument. So there's a lot of kind of musical sort of sensual imagery. Um, steady. Steady. <laughs> so Andante Andante, with your musical hat on, Ian, means... Well, I'm glad you asked me this. For anyone listening who took piano lessons or takes piano lessons, they will know that one of the first things you're taught are some of the common terms that appear at the beginning of pieces of music to describe the speed at which that music is to be played. And they are Italian words... I was taught these when I began piano lessons many hundreds of years ago. And three of the most common words are adagio, which is slowly, allegro, quickly, and andante, which I was taught means at a walking pace. So it's obviously the fourth track on Super Trooper, the album. 
Very little chart information. It was released as a single in El Salvador and Argentina. Lucky them. Lucky them. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find any chart positions for them because it's El Salvador and Argentina. So if anyone does know, obviously write in. It was composed in Stockholm in early 1980. And this was after the Barbados trip, but before they went to Japan, which ended up being their final ever tour. A Spanish language version was recorded of this song for their Spanish-speaking territory. So if you bought the Super Trooper album in one of those territories, uh, the Spanish version of this song was in place of the English song and Felicidad was in place of Happy New Year. A version of the song that was from Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, was released as a single. Um, it got to number 22 in New Zealand. It got to number 36 in Scotland, but only number 61 in the UK singles chart. Well, hang on a minute. There's a couple of things I want to come back on about that. First of all, Scotland, like, what? I, they don't have a separate pop chart to the UK, do they? They do. Up until fairly recently, they do. I didn't know that. Yeah. My other question is, who performed that in the film? Can you remember? Uh, Lily James. Okay. As young Donna, the younger version of the Meryl, Meryl Streep Street. character, yeah. yeah. Andante Andante is also the name of an ABBA tribute choir, which was set up in 2004 by somebody called Alison Pike. There we go. Hello, Alison, if you're listening. I've got written down that this is possibly ABBA's sauciest song. Well, it's certainly one way of interpreting the song. I, to be honest, didn't take it quite in that same way. I wrote down in my notes that the, I, the song seems to be uh, about a relationship between two people described in the way that you would refer to a relationship between an artist and a piece of music. Perhaps the artist playing that piece of music on a piano, which fits quite nicely with what I was saying about piano lessons and and, and Dante and Dante, or just using music in a more sort of uh, general, non-specific way, symbolising emotions and feelings. I didn't take it quite as literally as you, but now when you think about it, yes, and you look at some of those turns of phrase... They are a bit uh, on the nose. Well, one of the lyrics I've highlighted here is, let your body be the velvet of the night. And I've just written four. They did have a tendency, didn't they, um, in ABBA, to over-egg some of their similes and, and turns of phrase. They're endearing away because it's obviously, uh, you've got two different things at work here. You've got their own efforts within their own vocabulary to write lyrics but then you've got a second step which is writing in a second language of course which throws up all sorts of really charmingly idiosyncratic word constructions and sentence constructions which are totally unlike anything else that you ever hear in popular music which just adds to the appeal another great example of it is the line make me sing make me sound and you sort of you know what they're trying to do but that's not the correct English kind of construction, is it? Make me make a sound? Make me make sound? I don't know. But as you say, it's it's actually quite charming and quite endearing, I think. And yes, there will be lots more examples of this to come. It gives it a sort of a whiff of exoticism, which must have been really appealing uh, to people hearing this for the first time, as anything would uh, in the 1970s or early 80s as being from another country, this sort of slightly exotic, ooh, recherche, <laughs> um, which is, has been lost given the amount of time that has passed since then. Those are the lyrics. What's going on here musically? This is a really interesting song musically. It's extremely rare for a start because it's in a waltz time. Technically, it's in 6-8 six, time, six beats to the bar. Those beats are moving quite quickly. If you listen to the song, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. 
It would be an ideal song to be performed as a waltz in Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, really? Yes. As indeed are quite a few other songs from the Abbey catalogue. But songs in 6-8 time are extremely rare in popular music. So that is another factor which immediately makes it quite distinctive and yet again represents a really sharp contrast in how this album, as we move through it, unfolds itself to your ears. It's another abrupt change and works incredibly well coming after on and on and on. Mm. It is almost the polar opposite, both musically, lyrically, and also in the performance, because a song as delicate as this needs uh, a lot of poise and care Mm. in the way it's sung. There was very little refinement needed for on and on and on, but here, refinement is everything, because it's a very exposed melody with some quite difficult phrases to sing. But, as always, it's Agnetta, isn't it? Frida. Frida sings it. She rises to the challenge Mm. and gives it just the performance it needs. Another thing that strikes me about this song is the arrangement. Once again, very different from what we've just heard in terms of the sequence of the album. Gone, far away, are those honking synths from on and on and on. And instead, we've got almost like a sort of chamber piece of music with a very controlled, stripped-down set of um, instruments performing. Incredibly clean, crisp sound, particularly on the electric guitar. If you're listening to it, the first thing you hear is that very high note. It's a very pure sound. And that's reflected again in in the vocals. It reminds me very much of of a classical piece, and not just because of the time signature. It bears all the hallmarks of, of, of someone who's had classical training in music. People who know the song and who know popular music will recognise a very familiar chord progression in terms of stepping down through a sequence of notes just going round and round in circles. But that just lends it all, this polish and this sheen. It's also got a fantastic ending, hasn't it, as well? Oh, it's amazing. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Be bold here. Okay, you, this is a safe space, you're allowed to be bold. I think this might be the longest sustained single note by a singer in ABBA's entire catalogue. It's the, it's the note that Frida sings over the final few bars. It's one note, so she doesn't change the pitch, but she holds it for quite a few bars. And I may be wrong, but I don't know whether there is another example of either her or anyone holding it a longer note in Abbas' catalogue. I will, however, acknowledge that the note that Barbara Streisand holds in Woman in Love... Oh, yes. ...is possibly a longer note, and therefore might outrank it in terms of duration. If we were being picky and and assembling a a chart of the longest-held notes in popular music, it's not as long as Barbara's. That's definitely something to Google, isn't it? But I possibly for a woman, but then uh, both of them are outranked by the note held by um, Bill Withers in Lovely Day. Oh. Yes. It goes I on for about three days. I yes, think, it? I don't think it's ever been surpassed. So the video, so there's no official music video for this song, but there is a video that's on the official ABBA YouTube channel. So let's go straight to the YouTube comments. Danbike9 says, These soft, slow, delicate songs are technically difficult to sing. Frida makes it look easy. She has total control over her instrument. That's very insightful. Yeah, that's mm. a good point. The imaginatively named TZ7XC8KX6I... Rolls off the tongue. It does. says, magic song, magic ABBA music, magic Frida's voice. Another tick in the column for, for Frida's voice there. 
Marian Anderson 4475 says, OMG, what a beautiful song. Reminds me of my ex. He was in awe when he heard me sing this. His loss, XX. <laughs> I wonder what's happened there oh, between Marion and her. Goodness, that's quite, ex. That's quite a claim. <laughs> and then uh, finally, KRD5671 says, Holy sh! the beginning riff was amazing. Well, I concur. <laughs> yes, musically, it's, it is. I'm not sure I go quite as far as they did in their choice of language, but uh, yeah, they're certainly onto something. Any other business with Andante Andante? It ranks quite highly on my all-time list of ABBA songs because I think there's such a, a wonderful, almost lullaby quality to it. It sweeps and it swoops and it, you know, you can really hear Bjorn's poetic language, the whole velvet of the night thing and all those things. I actually think it's a really great song. What do you think of it? I think it stumbles a little bit in, in some of those yeah. turns of phrase, but musically it shows them, yeah, at the peak of their powers. Arbitrary marks out of ten? I'm going to temper my marks because I want to reserve the nines and tens for the utterly outstanding ones. Okay. So I'm going to give this seven. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I think I'd pretty much concur with that. Seven is a good score. Ian, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. And in recognition, I've got you a little gift. So here you go. Here is the official ABBA annual 1981. Wow. Where did you find this? That would be eBay. Online auction sites. <laughs> um, do you want to just have a flick through and tell the listeners what you can see? It's what uh, connoisseurs of, of annuals would expect. I was going to say, it's not signed, is it? No, those are... Um, uh, they're not real signatures they're not there. not real signatures. No. It's a colourful hardback publication full of facts quizzes there's an abba word search abagrams oh yes which i'm assuming are anagrams Anagrams, yes thank you very much adrian for this it actually looks really really good and anything which has a feature entitled abba behind the iron curtain oh yeah that's a good one i i have actually read that one it's really good that alone merits this is, is worth reading so yes many many thanks My thanks to Ian for being such a great guest and bringing his musical hat to the ring. Uh, That's a slightly strange commingling of metaphors, but never mind. Um, You know what I mean. Thanks, Ian, for for coming along with your brain switched on and uh, talking about the musical qualities um, that we know and love, which are part of ABBA's music. Just a quick reminder, if you want to get in touch, likeamagicspell at gmail.com. And I'd also love to hear your voice notes. So if you have any strong opinions about the rest of the songs on Super Trooper, which are Me and I, Happy New Year, The Piper, Our Last Summer, Lay All Your Love on Me and The Way All Friends Do, brackets live, then do drop me a line at likeamagicspell at gmail.com. Like a Magic Spell is presented and produced by me, Adrian Stirrup, and the music is produced by this week's guest, Ian Jones. Thank you for the music, Ian. See you next week. <laughs>